0: Sunshine, too, to start heating things up. Drier, hotter weather with sunny skies continue as we go into the next upcoming weekend. 70s to 80s tonight, then widely scattered, mostly for the afternoon tomorrow. Partly cloudy in the afternoon. High temperatures are lower 90s. Sunshine, dry Thursday. Sunny, dry Friday. Hotter each day with highs going to middle 90s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
1: Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas costs if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings.
2: This is the aggressive and perhaps the exploding voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, waiting to talk food with you here on The Food Show, the longest running radio program about nothing but food right here in New- America's best eating city. Yes indeed. I agree. Well, I'm glad you do. Because <laughs> you said
3: that forever. If-
2: if it were not true, then I would be thinking yeah. of other things to tell you, and you know those aren't always especially good. I mean, not, you know, yeah. just not happy.
3: You'd be doing a weather show. Or a weather show. You'd be doing a weather show. But I know that you've always, always contended that this was America's best-eating city, and dast anyone deny it, like John I'm Mariani, and what's the other one that you don't like? Yeah. Um, well, there's
2: plenty of them.
3: <laughs> wait, wait, Bobby Flay. That's right. Those two. Bobby Flay. Those two are at the oh, top of your guy. list.
2: Yeah, for uh-huh. saying
3: that the food in New Orleans isn't all that great, or something to that effect.
2: Imagine that. I. It's just. I know it's it preposterous. It makes my brain to, go. I here. know.
3: It. It's the. It makes you aggressive and exploding like your voice. We today. don't want that exactly <laughs>
2: either, but uh, but we want you to know who we but are. But you here. love
3: John Mariani anyway.
2: And uh we you know John Mariani? He's another very good I don't good.
3: believe I've ever met John Mariani and we haven't heard no. much from John Mariani. Although he, it, no. did your Esquire uh subscription expire and we never renewed it cuz I haven't seen it's one of possible. those in a long time. Me neither. But he's the he's the restaurant uh, food writer or whatever Esquire. for Esquire, right? For a long
2: time, yeah. He's yes. a good writer and yes. a good friend of mine, too. I've
3: for a very long time, yeah. I've had dinner more than a
2: few times with well, him. Well, he's the one
3: who recommended the Hudson Hotel to us. The do you remember Hudson, that? The Hudson, I do remember that. <laughs> In the freezing cold. That's when I decided not to I take any more recommendations Two from John degrees
2: Hayani. above hepamine. Uh, it, uh, it was it cold. It was cold
3: and snowy. First time I've ever, ever seen black snow on the ground in New yeah, York City. It seems unfunctional. Trudging through black snow. But then it was but then it, it got snowy again and it was pristine white. With uh, things by the way,
2: have you seen Pristine lately? She's no, I such haven't. a cute girl.
3: I haven't. is yeah, she uh, a cheerleader for the Saints? Pristine? Huh? Is Pristine a cheerleader? Oh, for the darling, you're
2: asking the wrong person. Oh. He know know nothing about football. because usually
3: you say so and so used to play for the Saints, but I thought maybe Pristine would be a cheerleader.
2: Well, you never can tell. It's all good.
3: This is this it's, is our show, folks. This is what this we is do. The this is what you're going to get if you don't call us five five six nine what, what six are we, what nine are we living, six.
2: What are we living four, for? But to laugh, to enjoy show. I
3: agree. I totally agree with that. It's very hard to do now because it's, the news is well, grim a lot of everywhere. Challenges. So we deemed this show to be your portal to escapism.
2: i do just that for anybody.
3: Two little hours every day, or if you want to keep re- doing the podcast, you you know, someone told me that they um they get the newsletter and they step outside for just a little respite from work and just mm-hmm. delve into the newsletter, which is really, you know, nothing earth-shattering. It's just an escape. Yeah. And everybody needs an escape, especially now. Nothing wrong own. with that. Yes, 556-9696. So if you would like to call us and join us on our little escape, we would love to invite you to do that. You know, we forgot something yesterday. What? Oh, no. Huh?
2: Well, oh, no. What did we forget? We
3: forgot to explain why... You yeah. were the Pablo voice.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, we missed talking. We about, never did
3: say where we went for lunch, uh, which I would like to talk about today, actually.
2: Uh, yesterday for lunch, we, went. we, we uh-huh. were kind of beaten up on uh, each other because, uh, not literally, of course, uh, but we were thinking, you know, what can we do? We're getting very close to uh, showtime. Episode, showtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the. And the what came along with that was... I'll tell you what, we might not we, get
3: a lot of calls, but we do get a visit from the panting, clicking dog every it day. Could,
2: it certainly he seems He comes and inserts all, himself right they,
3: between both microphones so you can be sure to hear him panting as I pet him. Anyway, so we went what? for lunch yesterday, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and then we uh, went to one of my favorite restaurants on the North Shore. And he's a guy who is who, who paints Mr. everything. Mr. Covington.
3: Mr. Covington. Mr.
2: Covington. Absolutely. But everything he does, he's doing it at a low level of uh, aggravation, I guess is maybe the best. That's not to really a
3: good way to put it. Everything he does is excellent. Well,
2: but, yeah, well, I was going to get excellent. to that. But um, this I I don't know a, what you
3: mean by a low level of aggravation, but it sounds bad. Well, it's, And there's <laughs> nothing bad about this place.
2: Well, uh, what, what we have here is a feller who has three different restaurants
3: and another one coming
2: and another one coming he's got one in slide mm-hmm. L I got get a mixed up from one well, it to started
3: the, at the flagship where the, we were yesterday and
2: that was uh, over on 21st Street
3: yeah in an old building that was a bunch of restaurants it was a nondescript boring brick ranch maybe house at one time then maybe offices and mm-hmm. then and then it became pat gallagher's
2: pat gallagher's
3: actually gallagher's grill that's the flagship yeah they all have a different name with the name they always do isn't that fun Mm -hmm. well i think it's actually a great way to do it it's pat the the flagship is gallagher's grill on 21 in covington and then the second one was gallagher's 527 which tom is still railing about you should never name a restaurant with a number but i think he proved you wrong tom
2: Oh, uh, I, can, I think he may have, and he was letting me know about it too. Mm-hmm. Well, right after they made that switch, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "Well, you know, you uh, I've always listened to you talking about how uh, all of these things you can't
3: you should never name a restaurant with a number with a
2: number." And I still think that that is a good thing to go by,
3: but there are exceptions of, the to every time, rule. The first
2: time I went there, it was great.
3: There are exceptions to every rule.
2: Great again. And all the time since then, which has been a bunch of them. And so you don't have to worry about Pat Gallagher. Always packed.
3: But you know what, Tom? It has something to do with the food. You always said numbered restaurant was difficult for people to remember, although probably easy to find, and that it was doomed somehow to failure. But Pat Gallagher absolutely is the aberration to that rule. I actually don't really believe so much. He anyway. shows me off
2: totally there. That's, uh, it was, that, it's I'm tremendous. totally wrong on
3: that. Tremendous. And then uh, the Pat Gallagher's Slide Dell opened, I want to say maybe last year at this time. It's not been, that I, I about right. it's probably been about a year. And now there's one coming on the lakefront. And I don't understand really? that whole operation, but we will see. It was supposed to be open in September. So
2: it's coming here in the middle of the. It's
3: right next to Lake House. Well, not right oh, next okay. to Lake House. So but down right- the street oh, well, from Lake House. Everybody's
2: been wanting that. the yeah. street,
3: for- it's it's in that place where you were a camp counselor for the Brownies that one year, the or Full, Girl Scouts, the <laughs>
2: Ra- Girl Scouts. Cute,
3: very cute. Yes, Tom was the only. Uh, Tom was such a daddy, daddy, and he had the time because you just had the radio show and you did your writing so that you could do that. But for a week, you were a camp counselor at yeah, the I was the Counselor,
2: I don't forget what it was. It's a Girl Scout camp, but it they yeah. had a you did it for the Boy
3: Scouts and the Girl Scouts.
2: The Girl Scouts. Here, I better tell the whole story because what um,
3: the that whole is story was.
2: you yeah, pretty much you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, My daughter was in the Girl Scouts, and uh, there were a lot of friends of friends who, and they uh, got into, these were day-long, well, 10 in the morning till Mm -hmm. 12 in the afternoon. That was the day. Mm -hmm. But uh, they had uh, all sorts of things to play with, but nothing really got going. And they were complaining about not having anything that's exciting, like climbing up a, a tree yeah, right. or you know, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, it, it seemed sad. So I said, I'll, I'll do it. I, I'll, I can only do a half a day. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. And they said, oh, Mr. Tom. And they came in and they, um, they said, they loved oh, the you." the girls. They, they loved you. They, yeah. And uh, I did it for a, a week and a half.
3: It was just a week.
2: Okay, I take you. I remember. Break I think it was
3: too. 1998.
2: That's exactly right. It was right. a
3: blistering, grueling, horribly hot oh, summer. Unbelievable. Oh,
2: unbelievable! I don't it was remember so because uh, we we did a bunch of other <sighs> things that they, Over at the Boy Scouts, they had their own problems. Five it,
3: lakes. Yes. Uh,
2: yeah, and it was bloody hot. Oh, that it was day.
3: An unbelievably hot summer. Oh, I remember it. it but was,
2: anyway, I'm glad I did all of that. Yeah. And,
3: and, uh, you take, were a good take daddy. A, Take take a, a,
2: a, a just a, a little piece of advice. If you know anybody like that in any, they don't have to be exactly the same, or Girl Scouts or any of that stuff. But if you ever get the idea that you can help somebody just to have more fun with them, do it. Figure out a way to do it.
3: It's it was so... fun. It was a good. That was a good summer. It was yeah. the most just. Dis- Disturbingly hot summer because we were out the whole day oh, in the it, heat. It, it was... And I remember coming from Camp Five Lakes when we did Boy Scouts, and then coming from the other camp when we did Girl Scouts, and it was truly mind bendingly hot. Long time ago, very long time ago, that was the year of Hurricane George.
2: Hurricane George. Then
3: Hurricane George we, came in We in always September. called that, what was our line? We called it the Euro Hurricane. The
2: Euro Hurricane. That was a great name for it. George. Hurricane George.
3: All right, enough of this babbling. We're going to take a break for a few messages. Okay. We will be back if you want to talk to us, 556-9696.
2: I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousins salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com.
3: Downtown Covington is home to the English Tea Room, 20 years now. Think Scottish eggs for breakfast, high tea in a truly British setting, scones just like you'd find in Britain. If you can't visit them in Covington, see their tea menu online and order specially blended tea shipped out the next day. But you should visit. Think about a birthday party or a bridal shower there or a high tea. And gift cards are $20 off with a purchase of 100 or 10 with a $50 purchase. The English Tea Room, 734 East Rutland in Covington, EnglishTeaRoom.com.
2: Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too.
3: Yes, indeed. I want to mention two things. Parish Coffee is available all over town in the supermarkets. Don't miss it. It's got its own little display in purple bags, bright purple bags with a golden rooster.
2: That's a good-looking package. It is. It is. Simple,
3: and it pretty much says what they want to say, which is a great breakfast coffee. Also, the Cousins Girls have their own show tonight. The Cousin's Salad Dressings girls, I call them, Allie, the mom, and Taylor, the daughter, do a live Facebook show at 6 o'clock every Wednesday on their Cousin's Products Facebook page. So if you want to learn what to do outside the box with their delicious dressings, tune in. That's Mm. today at 6 o'clock, always on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, Cousin's Products Uh, Facebook.com slash Cousins Products.
2: Have we uh, expended on this and made the point that those salad dressings are really some?
3: Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, Steve, who won some, uh, he told us that he gave them to his neighbors who all went back and said, I've never had this stuff. This is great stuff. So that is a good thing to hear. It is great stuff. Available in the produce section at your store. What isn't available at the store is yep. Cascade Dishwasher detergent Nicole, if you're listening, <laughs> that's my off. thing for tomorrow. Yes, we have Nicole Dorgnack, the grocery goddess, who is um, on every Thursday to tell us what you can expect to be missing from the store. Because this is a new way of life now. And this is what we were talking about, she and I, the other day. Um, it's a new way of life. You're doing more cooking at home. And trends change based on circumstances, and the circumstances for this year are that people are staying home a lot more. So we're gonna keep that segment because people should know what trends to look for. If you're needing something and you know it's gonna maybe come up short pretty soon, you probably would like to get some. And I never do remember that when I actually go to the store. And so I've made three trips to different places today, coming up short on the Cascade. Five five six nine six nine six, let's get into the show, Tom. Today the sixes. tales of the cocktail started on what is an appropriate day for that, which was the invention or the discovery of herbsink. Today was the day that Herb Saint was first unveiled to the world.
2: That uh, has prevailed over, or prevailed over, a whole bunch of recipes because yes. they have, right mm-hmm. off the bat, a couple of things going on. One of them One is of your faves. anise, or anything like anise, like uh, even yeah. even dishes,
3: tarragon, licorice. Anise. That will
2: do. And licorice, some people say, it has that quality to it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. And who's got that?
3: Well, they're not the same um, DNA, but they do have sort of the same flavor profile. Mm-hmm. I will just read from your brilliant almanac. Um, today is, uh, actually, this, this would be, let's see, I'll have to do some addition here. But this would uh, be the anniversary for the anise-flavored spirit that was banned and became even more popular, absinthe as an ingredient for cooking. complimentary Herb Saint traps will be served and a couple of other cocktails. This is for the Tales of the Cocktail, which was not happening this year. The event um, has been free, and this is in the beginning of when it, it really started, but um, the main point is that today is the anniversary of the invention or the discovery or the unveiling of absinthe, the liqueur, which is uh, herb saint, and that was supposedly created here, herb saint from here.
2: Well, it may or, well have been because uh, it was a lot of it produced here. Yeah, and uh, and think about it, Antoine's, where the oysters Rockefeller—that's yeah. one of the ingredients right. that mm-hmm. you make that with. Although uh, it looks like that's changing a little bit. Next time I see Why? him, I'm gonna ask him point blank for that. Why? Uh, it's before I tell you. They're
3: changing the recipe. No, I, I get no. that.
2: I get that taste. Don't believe that. That's not. But true. Um, anyway, they're not. are not doing it for, you know, knock it down in any way. I, I couldn't live without oysters.
3: I know. No. So, I know. You couldn't. Oysters you absolutely couldn't. Oysters anything. Oysters anything. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is oysters rock? Is that the, is that your favorite, Tom? I thought oysters Bienville was your
2: favorite. Uh, no, the Bienville. That's it's your favorite. That's, that's, your favorite. My, that's your favorite. my favorite. Although the one that got all this started when we were over at our buddy's house over here in Covington. Uh, that, oh,
3: that's, we never did get to what it was. Yeah. Oysters Pablo. Oh,
2: oh, Auster, uh, yeah.
3: Oysters Pablo and Gallagher's Grill. That is why Tom was Pablo esque yesterday. Yeah. I can't believe nobody called on that. Well, so. I mean, I know it was a small universe of people that would recognize that, but Pat Gallagher's restaurants are very popular, and a lot of people go there. And so I know that a lot of people have had Oyster's Pablo, and it's the only, to my knowledge, it's the only dish named that way. You know, it's not like Oyster's Rockefeller could be in any restaurant. Oyster's Pablo Gallagher.
2: Pat told me about what that was about, and I didn't quite catch it. But, it's uh, good. It, it's, it's a, oh, it is definitely good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a
3: good kick to Every it.
2: time I get into, into the uh, time for oysters, I'm there. And in this case, we had, I think, three different kinds on that platter that I had <laughs> uh-huh. a couple of days ago. And, uh, I, you know, I'll eat all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're just the best, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite dishes, just love it.
3: You know what, Henry, if you could dig up a sound effect that um, would be something that's been uh, dropped off of a 21-story building and then all of a sudden goes, Phew! you know, like a sound effect where you hear it going down and then, because whenever I throw out a topic, I'm just going to have Henry drop that in there because I'm going to throw something out right now, and not a soul will call on it. Oh, let's How's see. That for negative. Ladies thinking? and gentlemen, <laughs> five, five, we are six.
2: we're doing a playing a chan a chan nine, chan. Six, we're gonna we're gonna go nine, up, up against a um, uh, Marianne here, and uh, we're what's your favorite say,
3: oyster dish? That's the question. Oysters call, or oyster, well, you've already oh, said yours, yeah, sorry, but yeah. I would like to hear some other people's favorite oyster dish. Yeah, what is your favorite there are baked some oyster
2: spand-
3: dish? Wait, can can char grill be part of it? Because char grill, char grill be part
2: of it? Well, they're kind of different, but okay, it's gotta oh, quality. Well, why quality. Wait, why do
3: you have to have just you don't what, like there's oyster pan roast that might be somebody's favorite. Yeah, you know. So, the, what is your favorite oyster dish?
2: Well, the reason I'm giving oyster you this oyster patties this, with this, my mother's. It's uh, it's two two different flavor balances.
3: Okay, so you want but to define I, it further, so only char-grilled or baked oysters, or what? Well,
2: char-grilled, you've got basically cheese, which is a big figure yeah. in that. Yeah. Garlic, that's in all of yeah. them, and ought to right. be. Yeah. And uh, maybe one Butter. other margarine. thing, if I read, what?
3: Sometimes margarine.
2: And uh, a, a
3: little titch of uh, all kinds of things that you could uh, Bacon, a lot of times, bacon? spinach. Katie's has a great, great blue cheese, bacon, spinach. Oh, you one. lost me at the
2: bacon. I mean, not the bacon, it's the bacon really you can good. have, but the, uh, uh, but the other one. What was that?
3: I had a really great oyster. Oh, oh, an oxlot. Those were great. Oxlot. Those were grilled. What was that? Murder two weeks point ago? oysters. Oh, my gosh. So those so were good. really good. So good. Anyway, if you know have those. a favorite oyster dish around town, and you would like to prove me wrong that no one's going to call, call 556 966
2: So if, you, uh, if you're a fan of oysters in baked in the shell with any kind of variation on that, yes. no fried.
3: Okay, wait. So let's, so let's be let's clear. Let's step back from so, the fried. So we're not doing fried. Yeah. We're not doing any baked like Tommy's Italian oysters or anything like that. We're doing just in the shell oysters. Baking
2: with Some, some kind, kind of, of baked
3: in the shell. Yeah. Okay. All right. So baked in the shell. Wait. Can you do char grilled? Because that's in the shell too. Well, we
2: can count that as a sauce because okay. it's, you've got all of the actual cheese. So if it's in the that,
3: shell and garlic. If it is in the shell, what yeah. is your favorite version of in the shell hot oysters? That's the question. Um,
2: Believe it or not, uh, this you is. Just
3: huh? you, you just said Biennial. yours. You said Bandle. You
2: just Oh yeah, that's the name of it. But I was yeah. going to do one other one that's kind of. Okay, off. what's the other one? Well, uh,
3: uh, you like those oysters, oysters more? In, down in, in,
2: in Kenner at the uh, There's uh, one of our favorite uh, uh, respirateurs who are uh, in there, and they have. Uh, they're pretty good at their steaks. they uh, But anyway. Uh, We want to find out. I'm
3: puzzled. (laughs) Steaks and Kenner. Steaks and Kenner. On
2: Williams Boulevard. Yeah,
3: I'm puzzled.
2: Actually, it's uh, getting closer in. Are you talking about Brick Oven? Brick Oven?
3: Because that's not an oyster place. No. That's our Italian place. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know. Keith Young. Well, it's not in Kenner on Williams Boulevard. Well, no,
2: he's not. I, <laughs> I was wondering why that wasn't working out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. but because they were. Yeah. Too what about Keith?
3: I love that's a, that's Keith. That's that's your oysters beyond the recipe. Well, you've for, heard that story. I think a few times, yeah, Tom. I've been married to you a long times. time. <laughs> I've heard all your stories more than a few times. Five, five, six. For nine, those of you, six, you
2: who, have, who are who are seeing, what what is he talking about? Uh, it just came to uh, I, Keith came over and wondered uh, if I had any uh, recipes for oysters.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, on, on the shell. And I said, I'd do anything for you. I mean, I really would. He's one of the really good
3: guys. Yes, yes. one of the really good and, guys.
2: Uh, and uh, in, a, in another variation on that theme, and that came out good, and they're still doing it.
3: Uh, well, that's actually not the story. The story is that we were having dinner there, and he said, order, order the oysters, Bienville. I want to see if you like them. So Tom so far, ordered so them, and he said, I'm glad that you really. He said, how do you like them? And he says, I love them. And he says, good, because that's your recipe. That's yeah. the story.
2: Well, that's, that's yeah. how it went.
3: All right, 5569696 is the number. We are just blathering on, as usual, about food. It's all about food. And in this case, Herb Saint, which is about the only thing that we've gotten to so far in the Almanac. We have Stan Meadows coming up at 3 o'clock.
2: Stan Meadows.
3: Stan Meadows. Oh, Dan, he's nope. been on our nope. show. No? Stan. Dan. Nope. Stan. Nope. S-T-A-N. <laughs> oh, which one, one is it? Stan, S-T-A-N, S-T-A-N, Stan, Meadows, Stan Meadows, who is a partner in Trinas, uh-huh.
0: which okay, uh, is in some
3: bizarre purgatory Recently. at the moment, but he said he's going to give us a little uh, update on that. But he is in his newly purchased motor home, traveling mm-hmm. the country, and he is in Colorado when last we spoke. I believe he is still there, and he'll be calling in at 3 o'clock to talk about his campfire cooking And a bunch of unusual places that he has discovered on his road as he traverses our beautiful land stan meadows will be back will be back with us at three o'clock and we will be back right after these messages not not the messages from bottom of the hour news louisiana radio network
4: louisiana radio network i'm matt doyle does a mask mandate have any parallels to nazi germany One Louisiana lawmaker made the comparison in a recent video.
5: Now is the time to push back before it's too late.
4: Oil City representative Danny McCormick calls the clip posted to Facebook a call to action and says the
6: government needed a villain and says people that do not wear masks will soon be painted as the enemy.
5: Just as they did the Jews in Nazi Germany.
6: McCormick says masking mandates open the doors to other
5: government overreach. They can force you to stick a needle in your arm against your will. They can put a microchip in you.
6: Adding it's an attack on personal liberties. The
5: Constitution. It's being shredded before our very eyes.
4: I'm Kevin Barnhart. And a white East Baton Rouge Parish School System Elementary School PE teacher was arrested after allegedly pulling a gun on a black family driving through her neighborhood and beating their car with a bat during a period of heavy rain and flooding. A social media post after the incident shows 38-year-old Bridget DiGarolamo standing next to the vehicle with a gun. LRN. With Mueller's innovative 3D design tool, you can design and quote your own virtual building. Hear
5: Jessica's experience using the 3D design tool to make her dream building a
7: reality.
8: The 3D tool is so convenient. I was able to use it in the comfort of my home. I didn't have to physically go into the branch and try to describe to them what I was wanting. I was able to add the lean-to that I've been picturing on my building. I can add roll-up doors, windows. It's really cool. Once I finished my design, I was able to get a quote. I was amazed at how much my building looked like the building that I designed in the 3D tool.
5: Design and quote your dream building with our online 3D design tool. Visit our website today at MuellerInc.com and get your building project started. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last.
2: When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. So what
3: they see. We are the Fitzmorrises doing the food show uh, coming up on 32 years. Not me, Tom did it himself for about 31 of those years. And I've just been a new addition to the show. You know what? I'm looking in your almanac, Tom, and I got. All, <laughs> I got all excited. I thought, "Wow! She's today laughing at is me, awesome. But you know what's funny? Laughing at
2: you. What's funny about it is that when somebody laughs at me, I love
3: it. Yeah, I'm not laughing at you, Tom. I really I'm do. sorry. I'll try okay. to laugh at you. Lord knows I laugh at you enough. But at this particular I'm moment, I am joking. not. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying that I was excited to see in the almanac. That it was the birthday of the founder of Standard Oil and one of the richest men in the world, John mm-hmm. D. Rockefeller, mm-hmm. in
2: 1839. He's, He's
3: the man for whom oysters. I know, but this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, huh. what a coincidence. Ooh, today I is think. the founding, I'm at the founding, today is the day that Herb Saint was first Ooh, rolled got. out 86 years ago here in New Orleans. And what a coincidence! It's the day that Rockefeller was born, and so I think it's probably not just a coincidence that Oysters Rockefeller was created using Herb saints.
2: In a lot, not today.
3: It was not created today, but that there is that connection. Anyway,
2: I've heard uh, a chef tell me two
3: Rockefellers today that
2: the most often used ingredient in cooking in restaurants in the 1970s and 80s and was uh, Herb Sink said so it, it was constantly being used and they would go through like a case or two of it and somebody thought that was being stolen for a while but it turns out it was just at Antoine's, on. you mean at Antoine's. Oh, because
3: was, of because of the Oysters Rockefeller
2: oh yeah but the, that that may uh, not be uh, exactly on the nose because it's So for those people who
3: don't know the story of Oysters Rockefeller, this is also the birthday of John D. Rockefeller's grandson, Vice President Nelson Rockefeller, who was also born on the same day, 1908. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um... It is National International Oysters Rockefeller Day too. Well, I'm glad makes you got that that out. makes sense. Okay, uh, but Oysters Rockefeller was created by Antoine's, I guess, because Rockefeller was coming to eat there.
2: Well, uh, the that generation of oysters over at Oysters Rockefeller, uh, they didn't exactly do it for that reason. They uh, they were they, they were noticing how much money. Uh, uh, John P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockefeller, Rockefeller. Had,
3: yeah. uh-huh.
2: and uh, they thought to you know in his honor, uh, we they wanted to do that.
3: I don't think and, so. That's the story that you told well, that's me. That's what they you said. You told me a story once that, um, now, I don't know that he was actually at the restaurant, but in those days when it was invented, and I don't know, I'm going to have to text them and see when it was, and well, you know, what? we're going to text them. And get the story. There maybe you go. I'll see if they want to call in. Hey, you know, there's um,
2: there's a great uh, special edition of uh, this uh, little little uh, thing that we do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be a daily uh, a, a little featurette that's daily, and in it you show off some food item that and the person for whom there is yeah, a connection. Yeah, it was named. Yeah. Well, let me get into that and see if I can think up a. a okay. Well,
3: anyway, um, at that time, it was really unsophisticated dining. So instead of getting an amuse-bouche, as you do now, well, you, you know, would get like a little tray of that's, that's plants. That's I'm
2: thinking about it. <laughs> do you
3: remember that? I mean, you don't remember that. You weren't like olives. And what were some of the other things that would be on that little that little green tray of things to mm-hmm. entertain people while they waited for their food back way back before you way back, you know, yeah, predates. Whenever that was. Back in the forties or something, they had this little relish tray. Is that, is what it was. And, and when that's they created, part of the recipe. Right, of Right. Of, and of Oyster and, and that's what you said. You said yeah. they needed some new dish and I, I don't know if it, I'm going to have to ask them. Um, and they, they took everything from the relish tray and they, Chopped it up, and at that time, I'm sure they probably didn't have food processors, or maybe they did. I don't know. But they ground it all up and then threw in some herb saint, and that became Oyster's Rockefeller. There's no spinach in it at all, right? There's no spinach at all,
2: right? None.
3: Not not in the Oyster's Rockefeller. I mean, it's it's commonly thought that it is, but it isn't. It's actually stuff stuff like parsley and celery and all of those. What na- What we now know as crudite.
2: Crudite. Back
3: in the day, it was Little tray. crunchy
2: vegetables. Yeah, with little, a little relish little, tray. Yeah, you know, dipping and yeah. crunching.
3: That'd be a fun show. It would be. How, how amuse-bouches or a, 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 you know things that are put on your table to amuse you have uh, elevated over the years? You, know, you, you had your relish tray. And then we've gone to bread, and then we've kind of gotten away from bread, and you have things like fried chickpeas, chickpeas, fried chickpeas, fried chickpeas. I've been given that in restaurants as a little. Amuse. Explain to me more of that. If I mean, you, don't you mind. take chickpeas, you drop them in hot oil, Chick- you fry them, you serve them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. You've never had that. I know you've had that. Chickpeas. Oh, oh
2: what am I thinking? Yeah, garbanzo beans. Gorgon barbanzo beans, and it's also made in a whole bunch of pastas and other kind of dishes.
3: I don't know uh, what, what you mean by that.
2: Well, that's what they do with uh, not all of it, but a good bit of it. Is they get these they those beans, they're very ancient.
3: Yeah, they yeah, are
2: even as beans. They look go.
3: ancient, don't they? They're they do. just the most nondescript, boring yeah, but, but, color I, ever. I'm it looks like about, something you uh, need if you were
2: starving. Not 50 years, but like uh, 5,000 years. Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 It's funny. We were talking about that today. Our little Red Bean edition was talking about that today with me. And we were saying that it's interesting how there are certain cultures whose food bases are essentially to fill stomachs, and that that is not true.
2: It's here. a it's a fairly important thing. No, about it eating. is. It
3: absolutely is. But but you know, in in countries where they are in poorer countries, things like lentils and rice and these these carbohydrate starches kinds of things are usually found as a basis of food. And we got onto this because we were talking about tamales and how thick the masa coating on a tamale is. And the meat inside is less uh, hearty than the actual coating. And I said that I like that, because I like tamales, especially the ones with the thick masa coating in She said that, just think about it. You know, in certain cultures, you you fill stomachs. And that's true.
2: Yeah, what's a, uh, that uh, somebody needs to be using this um, or point his or her uh, finger at it? Yeah. Uh, about the chickpeas. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: What about that it? has
2: another name that is very widely used around America and really most of the world.
3: You mean when it's mashed?
2: Because it's when, it's when
3: it's mashed, it's hummus. Hummus. Tom, I think you were asking for it. I think you wanted me to say hummus.
2: I I was lining you up. If I can't get away with that, I don't know what there's left to do.
3: It's like being set up to spike the ball. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number. Here's the question that's going to go nowhere. Mm. What is your favorite oyster dish that is in a shell?
2: That's served in a shell? That'll be
3: served in a shell.
2: Okay. Oh, well, uh, that's
3: uh, oysters. Uh, no, we already did yours. We are.
2: Tom. Oh, we've not. We, we already
3: did yours. Except is, for oysters. This is for them. Okay. Yes, the them out there that we presume are listening, and I know they are because I hear uh-huh. from them by email and text, but never by phone. Why is that? 556 five, 9696, if you would like to break that streak. You have a lot about Oysters Rockefeller in here, Tom. I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick before we go to the break. John D. Rockefeller, the founder of – okay, we did that part already. It is International Oysters Rockefeller Day. The original Oysters Rockefeller were created at Antoine's in New Orleans. In 1899, Antoine's son, Jules, then the proprietor of the restaurant, devised it. A group came in for a prearranged dinner, and at the last minute, the host asked Jules to add an appetizer to the menu. Jules saw a bunch of relish trays in the kitchen. Their contents looked limp. He told the chef to grind it all up, cook it down, add a roux and breadcrumbs, and bake it over some oysters. This became Oyster's Rockefeller. From there, it spread worldwide. Whether it gets its name from its richness, it is quite a bit richer than it seems and contains a great deal of butter, or its greenness, mm-hmm. the reference was to John D. Rockefeller's money. Oyster's Rockefeller... Oysters Rockefeller are not as commonplace on menus as they once were. However, the sauce turns up occasionally in other dishes. A vogue for Rockefeller soup came and went. You wish it would come back. Some restaurants around town use the sauce with fish. At Galatoires, they even have a dish called spinach Rockefeller, a mixture of cream spinach and uh, Rockefeller sauce. At Galatoires
2: they do that. They've been doing that for ages.
3: Yes. Um, The old Mila restaurant had a deconstructed version of Oyster's Rockefeller. I wonder how he's doing in London. We have to check on that. The primary controversy surrounding the dish is whether spinach should be in Rockefeller sauce. Almost every authority says yes. They're all trumped, we'd say, by the fact that Antoine's does not include spinach in the sauce. They created it, and whatever they say it is, is what it is. I agree with that. That's true. Absolutely, yes. Yes. Anyway, Oysters Rockefeller does not contain spinach. But I wonder when the Herb Saint is herb saint in, in a, Oysters it's, Rockefeller?
2: It's a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Uh, I
3: mean, because if it is, when did that get added? Because a you don't long mention it at all there. Okay.
2: Uh, in fact, uh, the the liqueur. Was it
3: originally about? in that original batch? Uh, I'm not
2: sure
6: it, I understand. Because it what?
3: could have been. Let's see. When did you say that? So it was 86 years ago today. So no, it would not have been in the original batch because it was only rolled out 86 years ago today, Herb Saint. So that would not mm-hmm. have been in the original batch of Oysters Rockefeller, which was in 1899,
2: you said. Well, it, the, so. the, the ingredient itself is widely used, uh-huh. and, uh, especially in the old-style French restaurants whose back for drop includes a certain amount of things that would, be, would appeal to the people in New Orleans as opposed mm-hmm. to...
3: Anyplace the, else, yeah.
2: Uh, but anyway, it's... Uh, <clears throat> there it is. There it is. There it
3: is. It's the uh, Oysters Rockefeller Day, International Oysters Rockefeller Day. I wonder if they eat them abroad. That would be interesting to, to find out. All right, we will be back after these messages. Please call us if you would like to chat with us. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Stan Meadows will be in at 3 o'clock to chat with us. You are listening to WGSO. Amazing. And we'll be right back.
2: Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482 4815 Conti Street. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the Red. Regular, mild, and hot, and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D sausage in stores all over town. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888-8588. I get misty just holding your hand.
3: Yes, you do. (laughs) 556-9696, you're listening to the Fitzmorrises. Tom and Mary Ann here on the Food Show Uh, We've decided our Red Bean edition is only going to be with us on Mondays for sure, because it's Red Beans and Rice Day. Oh, sure. Yes, and because she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be tied down all that time. Uh, We um, we have, I think I started to say that uh, Stan Meadows was coming up, but I also wanted to mention that Basil's Ace Hardware, you have two weeks, well, not really two weeks, like a week and a half, mid-month is when the $200 off the Weber pellet grill ends. So if you've been eyeing that thing, go on into Basil's Ace Hardware and get yourself the new Weber pellet grill and get $200 off. They also have $50 off on other Weber mm. grills. All right, let's see what else is in your almanac today. Anise is your edible dictionary word. Okay, so Anise. Anise. So, oh, yeah. is anise in herb saint? Is that the main ingredient it's, in herb saint? They all do
2: it a little bit differently, but the flavor of the that anise, as you say, the Rockefeller, yeah. you know, all of those little things are uh-huh. in there because they, they mm. add something to food that must be the way it goes. Well, I
3: love the way anise seeds add mm-hmm. that Italian flavor to Italian sausage. Very common in that. I love Italian sausage yeah. where the anise seeds are not only um, prevalent in taste, but you can actually see them and crunch on them. And That's a good Italian sausage in my book. Anise, the seeds, leaves, or stems of any of a number of plants related to parsley. I didn't know that. And celery. Hmm. I didn't realize it, that. Yeah, they're cousins. related in
2: some cases. Mm-hmm. The, the one that you don't want to put in there is... Uh, is the ketchup, not ketchup, excuse me, uh, the, uh, oh, we were just talking about it a minute ago.
3: Licorice? Licorice?
2: Yeah, yeah, the licorice also, uh, any any of those that have that Oh, fennel. fennel, fennel, is that the one
3: you're thinking of? fennel,
2: and there's a lot of, uh, I like
3: fennel, that have that. You love fennel.
2: I love it. You've
3: always loved so fennel. Do you I, remember how we would see the wild fennel growing in, California and also in Europe, I you do. can just see on the side of the road just wild fennel growing.
2: Were you there when the
3: Italy? I think is where you see it. Well, Same where climate. I,
2: when I when I saw there, it was covered with <laughs> uh, what were they?
3: is the worst luck. Little
2: <laughs> these, little
3: like, little critters, little bug critters. These were more than little. Well, There's were, there were just a lot of them.
2: The, yeah, they yeah. sure were. And then you
3: brought it in the car and you're like, ah. <laughs> Okay, so um, the word anise is sometimes used interchangeably with fennel in its most generic sense. Anise refers to the licorice-like flavor for which the plants and their seeds are known. In the seeds, the flavor is most concentrated and comes along with enough of a sweetness, because it does have a sweetness Mm -hmm. to it.
0: Usually, yes,
3: With enough of a sweetness that, changing the page here, it's often used in pastries and cookies. Ah, uh, not my thing, but I know it is for, like, you know, um, St. Joseph's Day and stuff. But it's also common in savory cooking, notably sausages, the fresh sausage called Italian sausage in America, but yeah, not in Italy. Yeah, and a funny thing
2: because a, a, a lot of Italian people that I've known mm-hmm. have uh, made this comment or something like it. Oh, you know, we get lots of – we have the authentic uh, – uh, uh, all these, uh, the – Sausage. Sausage and the sauces, and uh-huh. we make all of that ourselves. Yeah. And then you go over to another Italian restaurant that's American style, and there's no taste of Italian food at all. There's no, there's just that's a lot of I sausage, fake and they don't taste food. like it at all. That's why I call and it so I just write them off fake my Fake
3: American food. food. Yeah. That's why I call it that. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, In Italy, it's not called Italian sausage, it's flavored emphatically with anise seeds. In grocery stores, a fennel bulb and its stems are often called anise, although it's a different strain of the family than the one that produces the seeds. The plant also has the distinctive flavor and can be used either raw or cooked. The essence of anise is used to flavor many beverages, notably absinthe, and in many substitutes. Let us go to the phones. We have a caller. To the
2: phones. I Ooh. knew we would get one. Let's see who's here. It's Eddie. No, that's not it. It's who <laughs> it's is Ron,
3: it? I'm sure. The girl. Ron.
2: Another Ron. Haven't we no, had it's two not. already?
3: It's not. It's Alan. Okay. Oh,
2: what? Alan?
3: The Alan. Yes. The Alan. Yeah. Okay. Alan who is calling more because he's off school and we're delighted oh. to have you, Alan.
2: Alan, okay. welcome to the food show.
3: Our favorite Thanks. expat. I don't know, though, Alan. You know, I love Andrea Ballard, too. You're both up there in the Seattle area. You all should get together as as food show expats. She's
8: right down the road. Right down Is the road. Uh, Tacoma. I think she's in Tacoma. And that's, uh-huh. um, yeah, that's a stone's throw from Seattle. Um, but, so I'm calling about oysters, and it's kind of a coincidence because... I sent y'all um a couple of photos uh and and I I hate to um it. Uh, Toot your own horn but it was good. What, what's uh, well yeah so yeah I I I did a shakin' bake. I I I put some oysters uh in the uh crushed pork rinds. Um didn't have to add seasoning cuz it's um it's a spicy blend. Of uh, chili pepper and turmeric, it's kind of an Indian pork. Ron. You know, we I discussed uh, how you get these fancy bags of pork. Yeah, up right. Here, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is kind of an Indian version. Is
3: that the uh, company, Alan?
8: Um, oh, you know, I'll have to look at the bag, um, but 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 um, I won't do it right now. But 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 no, of course, yeah. I'll take note. I'll look at the bag. Uh, I threw it away uh, because I finished it. Um, yeah. It well, stopped, I know you're going to
3: buy some more. So when you buy some more and you recognize it in the store, let us know what it is.
8: Oh, oh, oh! I will. I will definitely. But uh, yeah. So uh, as I say, I dipped it first in egg, and, and I don't be redundant because you're going to get an email. And um, I, I took pictures because uh, it really produces a beautiful oyster, uh, fried oyster, uh, when mm-hmm. it's. Uh, uh, Dipped in the uh, um, pork rinds, really comes up really nice.
2: Uh, I'm dying little... to
3: try it with seafood.
2: Ah, so good! So Rockefeller good. oysters? No. no,
3: pork rind oysters. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: got love well, those. That's my favorite seafood.
3: I will tell you what, Tom, you are going to become a convert to the pork rind phenom.
8: Um, make a make Tom um, uh, an oyster poor boy with. Uh, pork rinds, yeah. Get I those think those. I
3: will just by, just just uh, surreptitiously, I will make Tom an oyster poor boy with pork rinds. Good idea. Oh, it is delicious.
8: And moving to the uh, oysters in the shell. Now, I'm cheating a bit. Uh, these oysters were popped open and I put them in Allie's um, uh, Allie uh-huh. Loft. The loft w. and oyster I, shells?
3: Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, we're doing a commercial for I guess, but uh, I use No, those it's all. great. She's
3: no, a good friend of the nine, show. An She's hours. an adorable Today. good friend of the show. Yeah,
8: go ahead. Uh, I use those all the time. Um, and I sent her, actually, I think through Instagram or something, a photo. And I'll have to send you all, too. But, yeah, so I put the oysters in, uh, on uh, you know, in her shells, along with um, Dungeness lump crab meat. And
3: okay.
8: uh a little bit of butter and olive oil, blend it together, and uh, put that uh, in sauce. And you know where I'm going with this? I put them all on the grill. A little um, cheese, or Parmesan cheese uh, 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 splash. Oh, and I, I should say, I did crush uh, diced some garlic. Yeah. Uh, mm.
1: For my yeah, little yeah, you gotta sauce have the garlic sauce.
3: for sure.
8: And uh, yeah, so. Um, it's my version of uh, char-grilled oysters. They are, they are char-grilled. And you know, it kills me that that trend has not made it up here. Oysters are good up here. I mean, such a variety too. It's, it's, it's not hard to find oysters here. It's, it's uh, something that uh, Pacific Northwest uh, brags about actually, but no, yeah. no, right now, of course, because of this, uh, uh you know this covid thing at the uh restaurants aren't doing anything new but i challenge them i can't understand why why even bef- you know before this they're not doing that they're not
3: they're anywhere not doing there are co- no char grilled oysters anywhere up there
8: <laughs> no and it killed me i mean everywhere else you know that it spread like wildfire you know yeah. and it, 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 i i don't get it i don't understand it I'm going to have to ask uh, a couple of chefs when things get back to normal. And this is not a good time to to talk to them. Isn't there a New Um,
3: Orleans chef in Seattle? You were talking about a place like that.
2: Quite a few. Well, you know. They come and they go.
8: There's a guy that was the executive chef at Ornards back in the 90s. And he and his wife moved up here. They opened up a few restaurants. And I think they're. They're closed right now. I even did, when I did my article, I mentioned them uh, in uh, NoMenu.com. Uh, me, uh,
2: I mentioned this guy. And, and you know, there's I, this is one other I, yeah. thing that you just mentioned for a second, yeah. was Dungeness Crab. And uh, oh, if yeah. I get some... Tom's going to give
3: you a hard time with Dungeness Crab. Go I'll ahead, let Tom.
2: you know where to ship them. <laughs> just, to um, me, <laughs> it just sits Dungeness there. crabs are
3: lost on Tom. Dungeness totally crab. lost on Tom. I, I,
2: I, well, there are a lot of people that are just are crazy about it, but uh, I'm not one of them.
3: You know, you can get those at Mandeville Seafood. They have Dungeness crabs good there. Good for them. I see them all the time. i
2: see them yeah. succeed all the time. That's a very good shop.
3: Yeah, it is. They've got a
2: million different kinds of seafood in there. Okay. But. uh well, <laughs> I imagine it's already
8: um, taken out of the shell, and it's packaged in a little container, or do they actually have the, the huge crabs there?
3: No, they, okay. have, they have the crabs and the crab legs, and they're boiled and ready to be taken away.
8: Wow, Thank goodness. I didn't know they had Dungeness crab. Okay,
3: now, Alan, I'm looking up char-grilled oysters in Seattle. And here they are. There's ten best.
1: Mm. Elliot's
3: Oyster House.
1: I'd, li- I'd like to Chinook's look over that. Chinook's
3: Taylor Shellfish Oyster that's... Bar, Cosito or Lacosho. Do any of these ring a bell? I know Elliot's does. Uh,
2: that yeah, one Elliot, you mentioned, Koskosko or something like that. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Lacosho. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a fish, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's oh, see. A Pammon,
3: not a Pam. So. Do any of those those are, those do ring a bell? Taylor Shellfish I, Farms, Anthony's oh, yeah. Pier, sixty
8: six. Yes, and I didn't. You know, I'm gonna have to check that out. That's really growing my. grill. Mind. I well well yeah. Anthony's, orange, you know, I'm, i they have charge- You real stand real.
3: corrected, Alan. I've thrown you such a loop, you're you're speechless. <laughs>
8: I am. <yeah. laughs>
3: You have to go, too, so it's a good time to be speechless. We have to go to the top of the hour news. Thank you for calling. I'm so glad to hear from you. Enjoy that. I I always enjoy when Alan calls. I'm glad that he's uh, got the time to do that now. All right. When we come back after the top of the hour news, we will have Stan Meadows on, who's uh, in some place in the boonies. And this time in Colorado, I think, with his dog, his hound dog LW, in their newly purchased motorhome. We'll be, we'll be back with him. Right now, it's 3 o'clock, top of the hour news time, uh, here on WGSO New Orleans.
5: Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune into All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m., right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.
6: The president making those comments on Twitter, Vice President Mike Pence, was asked about the president's comments during a White House coronavirus task force briefing and
2: says, Look, we're we're going to respect those unique communities that may have challenges, that have rising cases or rising positivity. Uh, As the debate in Congress goes forward about additional resources, we're going to look to build in incentives uh, for states to go forward. But um, the president's made it clear, um, and I think most parents in America would agree with him, that we got to get our kids back to school and we got to get them back into the classroom.
6: National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien saying President Trump is going to take significant action on China in the coming weeks. This is USA Radio News.
1: Extend your life with Extendivite.
7: Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend
1: your life with
6: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the coronavirus pandemic is clearly not over and the single best thing Americans can do is wear a mask. It's clear it's the right thing to do. It's time for us to take responsibility not only for our own health,
9: but for the health of others.
6: Speaking with reporters, the Kentucky Republican says the GOP wants to wait and see regarding the status of COVID-19 before deciding on another congressional relief package. I can tell you confidently it won't be $3 trillion. That bill is not going anywhere. And in terms of the amount, uh, we'll let you know when when, when we announce it. The Kremlin announced last week that 78% of Russian voters supported changing their constitution to permit Vladimir Putin to remain president of the Russian Federation until 2036. State Department spokesman Morgan Ortegas saying they're troubled by the recent actions by the Russian government. This is USA Radio News. President Trump has formally started the withdrawal of the United States from the World Health Organization. Now, reacting to that news, former vice president and presumptive 2020 Democratic nominee Joe Biden, who says if elected president, he'll get the United States right back into the WHO. As far as what this move means, Fox News medical contributor Dr. Nicole Sapphire tells Fox News it's very complicated.
8: Well, Neil, this is a very complicated subject, and I can tell you that a lot of people are feeling very confused.
0: A chance of showers going down tonight. It'll come back up a little tomorrow, but not nearly as threatening as we've had. More sunshine, too, to start heating things up. Drier, hotter weather with sunny skies continue as we go into the next upcoming weekend. 70s to 80s tonight, then widely scattered mostly for the afternoon tomorrow. Partly cloudy in the afternoon. High temperatures are lower 90s. Sunshine dry Thursday, sunny dry Friday. Hotter each day with highs going to the middle 90s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
1: to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas costs if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings.
2: Welcome back. It's the second course of The Food Show here on 105. What don't you say something? Get that straight. Uh, we
3: are on WGSO and Mary Stan Ann Meadows is, is with yep. us. Stan Meadows is calling right. in from who knows where, Colorado. Hey, Stan.
2: Hey, how are you guys? Stan, doing? you there? I am here.
3: So, where are evening. you today?
9: I am in the beautiful town of. Olathe, Colorado, home of the Sweet Corn Festivals, cherries, peaches, and Pirates football. It's a beautiful Ooh. little farm town on the western end of Colorado. Um, okay. I kept really... for a month here.
3: Is it bigger than Tightwad, Missouri?
9: It is, it's a little bit bigger than Tightwad, uh, and it has a great feel to it, even though they canceled the sweet corn. This town's all about sweet corn, cherries, and peaches. They canceled the Sweet mm-hmm. Corn Festival that was supposed to be the 1st of August, but the Sweet Corn, and it's supposed to be the best in the world, comes out next week, and I can't wait for it. I'm going to make all The Sweet of Corn is
3: supposed to be the best in the world in Colorado?
9: The best in the world on Olathe, Colorado. Its sister city is Olathe, Kansas, um, mm. and it's just an amazing little farm area. There's... There's produce stands everywhere around here, which is to my heart. I, before, before we opened up Stinky's, I used to own a produce stand in Florida that I worked for four Stan, or five you did years everything. Uh, eat Right Produce. It'll come back one day, maybe. Uh, but it's a great little town. And the, the green chilies I had breakfast this morning is called Busy Corner White Kitchen. And I asked how long it's been there and how it's got its name. And they said they have no idea how it's had its name, but it's been there at least 50 years. Uh, but it's all huh. Tex-Mex food around here. and Some of the best green chilies in the world that I've ever ate. Uh, really? And also, before I get farther, the word you're looking for, the liqueur that was in the oyster Rockefellers, uh, since yeah. Pernod's has been, has been named the oyster hub of the CBD, is Pernod.
2: Pernod. Uh, oh, is
3: Pernod, long, that's long right. Thing, French. Uh,
2: French Pernod's version. Yes, it's now, exactly.
3: Since since Dan mentioned it, I'm glad you said Tranas, because you said you had a Trinos update for us. So what is it? Tell us about what's happening with Trinas. Same taste and uh, way to go. Trenas
9: update is not much more than it was before. I know that Chef Jim and Chef Todd, uh, who are the owners of, of Trenas, the, the, the working owners of Trenas, uh, they're working real hard on refining the menu, testing new oyster dishes, uh, and getting ready. Tom wants to volunteer
3: food. if they need help testing. <laughs>
9: it, Tom, Tom would certainly, I, I know that that's Tom's favorite food. Uh, <laughs> and, and I know Tom enjoyed the oysters at Trenas, so we've enjoyed having Tom there. Um, but I know that they're they're chomping it a bit to get it open, but they're going by they're following the lead of the hotel. That's really all that, yeah. that they can do. Uh, but Tronas is just too good of a restaurant not to come back. Uh, so okay, it's a promise, huh? That that's I a have. promise, I hope? Oh, yeah, it's a promise. It's definitely okay. coming
3: back. It is too good of a so. restaurant to not come back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed, Stan, because we've been talking about oysters this whole time, and we didn't even mention Tronas and Tom is crazy about the oysters at Tronas as am I. Yeah, that's true. They're,
2: they're there. And it's one of those things that is makes such a perfect blend with the other items that come with those other flavors, too. Uh, I love it. Obviously, yeah. I think I've made that pretty clear.
3: Yeah. Hey, Stan, if you've been listening to the show, I guess that you've been listening to all the talk about the pork rinds. You all serve a pork rind and what is it, a crab meat dip with pork rinds? It's a pork, pork rind
9: with red bean butter.
3: Okay. And, uh, and, and that's, that's your, does that come on the table automatically or do you order that?
9: That comes on the table automatically. That's the bread service. Okay. That turned okay. for down earth. Yeah, we were talking
3: about that and how how the amuse or, you know, things to amuse yourself at the table. We I, I don't know how far back you were listening to the show, but we were talking about how how things like that have changed since the days of the relish tray that originally started Oysters Rockefeller and how you can get little fried garbanzo beans. But I knew that you had something with pork rinds and I couldn't remember what it was. Okay.
9: Yes, and and I've lost about 20 pounds since I don't have access to pork rinds anymore. So... (laughs) (laughs)
8: I'm sure that Stan, I can't that believe works. you've
3: lost weight because I, I see these pictures that you send me from your campfire cooking and I don't know who's eating all that food, but that's a lot of stuff on your campfire.
9: It's a lot of stuff on the campfire, and every now and then I'll meet a, a neighbor that looks like they need some beef stew or something. So I I I'll, I'll feed them. Um and I eat a few I don't eat leftovers very much, so I usually give it away. Or uh-huh. it's gone. Well but, um, I'm
3: sure in the campground you've met a lot of interesting people who would be happy to break bread with you. Have you met any particularly interesting characters?
9: None that is memorable enough to talk about. But I'm still waiting for that person that I can talk about on the air.
3: I uh, am I sure you're going to find them. You
9: know, every everybody it's, it's weird. It's a little weird situation. It's everybody staying away from each other now. People Aww. don't get too close to each other anywhere I'm at. Uh, and in uh-huh. Colorado, it's it just it's a lot of distancing going on. Everybody's staying to themselves. Um, so
3: in Arkansas, not so much, but in Colorado, yes.
9: In Mississippi, Arkansas, and Missouri, it wasn't so much. Kansas, okay. Kansas, it, it was, and in Colorado, it is. So uh-huh. a lot of the restaurants are are closing in Colorado. So I'm going to be cooking, cooking in the mm-hmm. in the motorhome quite a bit. I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. And, and it's fine, you know, because the the temperature here, like right now, my thermometer, my outside thermometer says it's 102 degrees. Uh, and then tonight, it's supposed to, the low is supposed to be 56. And there's no mm-hmm. humidity. So it's a, a mm-hmm. big variance in temperature. Uh, and in the evenings, it's just beautiful. The, uh,
3: well, the rivers you'll I'm be surprised that. to hear this, stand, but it's really hot here. <laughs> yeah,
9: I, I couldn't, because I never really went outside in New Orleans in July. i Yeah, I'd stay in the Woodward it's,
3: it's actually not as hot as it normally is, but it is definitely uh, July in New Orleans outside. And it's been raining every day, so I know you're familiar with that, too. So I know that you're having better weather there for sure.
9: Yes, it rained so, on the. I was at 9,000 feet the other day at, at Lake Fork where I was at, and it rained for about two seconds, and then it was mm. done. I haven't seen any <laughs> rain.
3: So, how long are you parked where you're parked?
9: I'm going to be here for 30 days. Uh, with, oh, with really? With everything that I hear about the sweet corn, I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's gonna be festivals. I found a little hardware store up the road that I can buy canning supplies and I plan on making a bunch of corn relishes and some corn soups, cold corn soups. That's one of my favorite dishes and perfect cool. my recipe of cast iron Dutch oven, um, corn, corn soup.
3: Okay. It- Okay, and so do you, I assume you goals. have some kind of scooter or something on the back of that thing, huh? I mean, like you don't take that into town, do you?
9: Well, I, I don't have to here because it's within walking distance. But oh, it, okay. it literally takes me less than ten minutes to, to get it ready to hit the road. Uh, mm. it doesn't take long at all, and it's twenty-six foot, so it's like driving a big van. Uh, or so you a big, do take you it. Also, in. So I okay. can take yeah I can take it anywhere, well, don't you have to, to like
3: hook up and unhook up and all that when you when you move it
9: no i I have to unplug it and disconnect the water and move the slide in it it doesn't take it takes less than ten minutes. That's oh, one good okay. thing about this
3: uh-huh. so, and you have a designated max, parking spot to go back to it, it'll.
9: It'll park in a, a car parking spot, but it'll take up two of them, length-wise. Uh-huh. The, the width of it will park in a parking spot, so I don't have any problems with it at
3: uh-huh. all. But, I mean, so, in your in your campground, you have a designated parking spot, and that's where you always return to oh,
9: space? Oh, yeah. yes, yes. And it's a great little mm-hmm. spot. This one, it's right on the river, uh, which mm-hmm. the river is low. It's interesting enough, they dam up this river for the agriculture north of it, uh, uh-huh. and so this river's low, but the trout still seem to be running. Uh, and they find a way not to, you know, to, to still be underwater. I don't know how they do it. It's, uh-huh. I was talking to the wow. guy that owns the campground, he was explaining that to me. Uh, uh-huh. but it's, a, it's a big okay. trout fishing area around here,
3: okay. Stan, we have to take a break. If you can hold on a little bit, we'll keep you another 15 minutes, and then we'll let you fire up your camp. Well, it's still pretty early there, so you'll probably be firing up your campground cooking for this evening, but I want to hear what you're going to be having on the campfire. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Stan Meadows out in Colorado.
2: If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken Andouille Gumbo, Seafood Gumbo, and the house specialty Mumbo Gumbo, which is a combination of both great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835-2022. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean. But with a real New Orleans spirit, the grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you.
3: Tom is getting his singing in. Stan. i know how you you probably have heard tom sing at an eat club or something but he he needs to get his singing in so we put it in as bumpers in the show all right so have you ever had fresh fresh right off the you know with a what is it a scythe uh corn have you ever had like a lot of that in a in a corn maze or whatever it is they call them have you ever been that close to fresh, fresh, fresh corn? Oh, yeah.
9: I've been all over fresh corn, I, especially when I owned Eat Right Produce. We get that Silver King corn in from Georgia. That was some of the, the best corn, and, and it wasn't chilled. It was filled, made field cold is what they call it. Where they never refrigerate it. it the best corn in the and
3: world. It, it was coming right off the plant?
9: Oh, yeah. And, and right, now okay. about, right now, I'm about right now about 100 feet from a cornfield that they're going to pick next week. Uh, So I'm all around it, and it's very fresh corn. I can't wait for it to come out.
3: I can't wait to hear about it, because I have a friend who spent a number of years in, actually like 20 years, in Fresno, California, where the University of, I think it was University of California Fresno, or maybe it was Fresno State. I'm not sure. But anyway, there was a big, I mean, that's like the, that's the bread basket of, you know, the, the whole country there. And they had a store right outside the university. And she said, you just can't, I've, I've never had the experience, but you just can't imagine the difference in corn right off the plant. So oh, you'll you have to tell us right about it. Plant, you can
9: Right off the plant, you can eat it right off the cob. You don't even have to cook it. It's better cooked, but it, it's
3: really Tom that says it's fresh better not cooked. He likes he likes it just off the cob without it being cooked. I like it lot, with when it's do. hot, hot, and it melts the butter, and you just put a little salt on it. How do you eat yours?
9: I usually eat mine. I'll roast it and eat it off the cob, or I'll make a chilled corn and crab soup with it. That's one of my favorite dishes that there is. Uh, I'm gonna get a bunch of it. I'm gonna make some corn relish and can it and make some corn corn soup and can it uh i would tell you tomorrow how that corn is but i would never go on in a cornfield and take a piece of corn and bring it back and cook it so i'll wait till next week until it it comes out but i'm pretty sure it's ready now now i ate a burger the other day for you so i could test it out i wanted to tell you about it
3: um wait wait wait. before you go off of that where are you getting crab meat out in colorado to make a Chilled corn and crab soup. Were you talking about when you were here at Tranas?
9: When I was at Tranas, but not at, okay. not in Colorado. I don't think they have okay. any crabs out here. If they okay. do, they would. All right. Be so you friends. said you had
3: a good burger.
9: I, you know, I went to a place called the Dive in Gunnison, Colorado, and it was basically it was a, a patio with a roof on it, but they had pulled a food truck and installed a food truck permanently. So it was an open kitchen and a food truck. And they had two dishes that they recommend. One was a dive burger. It was made with a local beef and pork, a 75% beef and 25% pork blend. And it had gouda cheese, bacon marmalade, and arugula on a brioche bun. And it was a very good burger. That
3: sounds and I good. Really, that have sounds you ever
7: really had
9: good. a burger that's a, a mixture of 75% beef and 25% pork?
3: I'm sure that I have. I've, I've had good burgers, and then I find out later that they were a mixture of this or that, but usually it's like a brisket. But no, I don't know. I can't recall anyone where I know you know immediately this is a, a beef and pork. But it makes it juicier, it was, right?
9: Yeah, it was a lot juicier, and, and it, was, it just added a new flavor to it. And if, if you wouldn't have known it was, you'd be asking what it was. You know, it wasn't mm. obvious that it was pork. But it was really it was, good. Uh, it it good. was so good. I it was so good. I let them give me a sticker to hang to put on my refrigerator. I, I just don't let anybody put stickers on my refrigerator. <laughs> uh, but they got one. And they also had a dish called uh, poutine. It's, uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever heard of that.
3: Poutine is. Uh, we were we were talking about poutine the other day. It was Canada Day. Yeah, poutine.
9: Yeah, yeah it, sure. It comes out of out of Quebec, and you, you know you can. It, they called it beef gravy and cheese curds over french fries uh but it was more it was one of more like true new orleans beef debris is, uh-huh. is what i would what i would call it but it was, it's a great dish and a guy from new york came down here and opened the dive up and that's where that dish came from down here
3: um, gunnison's kind of a it, it's a it's a hip town isn't it yes yeah, Yeah. Very, very. Is it a college
9: hip, very town? Very. Uh, I think there's a little. I think maybe Western Colorado University might be there, or a branch mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, it's a very hipster kind of town. Uh uh-huh. And there was even people trying. You know, there's people eating and drinking a lot of draft beer in that town. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Well, I um, knew when you said you had a burger in Gunnison that it was probably gonna be a hip version of a burger because I have yeah. I, I I may have been through there at some point. I don't even remember, but I know that everything I read about it is kind of a hip town. So thirty days, yeah. wow. That's yeah that's a long it's a great time.
9: Town for it. Yeah. Wait what? I love it. it <laughs> this, is, this, is a great, this is a Colorado town I've been looking for, the farm town. You know, uh-huh. where I can go back and see how they do it. So, uh, today I when you, doing pull, a up, job- when
3: when you pull up into a town, you don't necessarily have any plan of how long you're going to stay there. It's like if you pull up somewhere and you go, boy, you know, this really feels good. I'm going to stay here for a while. Or have you planned, you haven't planned the trip that much, have you?
9: No, we was in Montrose, Colorado at Orvis Hot Springs yesterday and decided to drive. It's only about 20 miles, uh, and just looked at it and said, I'm going to stay here for a month. And this motorhome park, I guess you'd call it, uh, RV, camping park, whatever, uh, had a 30-day stretch available. And it's a little less expensive if you book it for 30 days also. Mm, Um, I see. It's a great great place to get through the summer. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Well, so where are you headed after this when you get back on the road again? Are you heading to Vegas at that point?
0: No, I'm, I'm
9: either, you know, I'll probably go north, north Colorado to Glenwood Springs, because uh, I really want to check out the hot springs, and mm-hmm. then head west into Utah, and then okay. go down from Utah through to Vegas. Probably my plan.
3: Okay. So tonight, what's on the menu?
9: Tonight I'm going to make
3: roast pork and green chilies, mm. uh, which is a and pretty the complicated are, thing to do. The chilies are just plain green chilies. Well, you use uh, tomatillos, you know, for the base, uh-huh. and then
9: Anaheim chilies and jalapeno chilies, mm-hmm. and then you put okay. some pork, cho- pork shoulder, onion peppers, put a little beef stock in it. You put. I, I'm not a beer drinker. Um, But I bought it it, you have to put six ounces of beer in it. So I bought a beer and I'm gonna probably drink the other six. I don't wanna waste anything. (laughs) And then the you know, chili powder and cumin is very prominent in it also. And then at the end you put some cream cheese with it, melt cream cheese into it. And then just put it over some rice. And that's what I'm gonna cook tonight. It'll probably take about three hours to cook.
3: So it's basically in the oven. It's roasted, or is it on the campfire?
9: I'm going to roast the vegetables in the oven to get that rich, dark
3: Christmas to it,
9: and then I'm going to cook the rest on the campfire. Oh, um, okay. I'll, it, I'll cook is all it, the pork on the, in the cast iron and deglaze it.
3: Okay, I was about to say, is it like a cocotte or something? I mean, it's it's got to be covered, I would imagine, huh?
9: Yeah, it be. Yeah, it's got to be covered, and it's got to cook very slow for. A long time,
3: and so cream, cheese? cream cheese, yeah, you push, you cream cheese. They put yep,
9: cream cheese there on the end. That thickens it up a little bit and gives it that creamy, creamy uh-huh. look to it. I I just love the stuff, and I haven't been at a place where it's pretty prominent here. So I want to see how mine goes against some of the others in town.
3: Okay, so have you had any more country gravy? Because I know you're becoming sort of a connoisseur of the country gravy. As long no, as you I'm have
9: your of flask of honey, I'm I'm out of that part. I'm oh, out are? of that part of the town. Uh, okay. But I did make uh, I did make some. Uh, actually, I ripped turn nose off on their French toast for breakfast the other day. I took I had some hamburger buns, so I made some French toast and then I caramelized some sugar over some bananas uh, with uh-huh. a, with a torch and uh, the torch. The yeah, that's how you brown it. Like it's like they use it a torch. To, it's like a creme brulee. I, I got a torch that I use to start my campfire with, so I use that for it. You're
3: probably the only guy that's ever shown up in a in a campsite in a motorhome with a torch.
5: Wouldn't
3: <laughs> would you say that's so. safe to say? I would say that's safe to say.
9: Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope that. Uh, <laughs> I would hope somebody sees it and, and goes and buys them a torch. So.
3: I love it. You're going to get to be known as that weird guy from New Orleans with the torch and the creme brulee.
9: You think I'm going to get to be known as that, or, uh, or I am known as that?
3: <laughs> I think you're going to get to be known as that, but you may already be known as that. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody if anybody saw your torch, you are probably already. They're probably looking at you askance already.
9: All right, Stan. We're going to let you
3: go. We have a good what?
9: I said. I hope they are.
1: (laughs) We have a hard break
3: at the bottom of the hour. So, um, so yeah. Call us next week, and we'd like to hear about some more of your campfire cooking and any cool little towns that you have discovered as you spend the next thirty days in in that little that little town. What's the name of it again?
9: Olita. Olathe, Olathe, like Kansas, Olathe,
3: Colorado. Olathe. And I'll bet you're going to go back to Gunnison and have another one of those burgers. It sounds like you're pretty sold on that.
9: Um, How far away? Yeah, I certainly
3: am. Yeah, I thought maybe. Okay. All right, thanks for checking in, Stan. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.
9: I can't wait. Take care.
3: Take care. Bye-bye. Stan Meadows, who... Uh, who Divested himself of everything having to do with the word of mouth restaurant group. That sounds bad, but they're great friends. But he just wanted to semi retire, keeping his last little piece of the restaurant business in Trinas, which is just a fabulous restaurant. That was the smart one to do. Although you know, who knows when it's going to get open again. That he bought a motorhome and he is now out on the road and checking in with us every Wednesday for his um, his tales of the road. That's Stan Meadows, so look forward to him for next Wednesday. We will be back after the bottom of the hour news uh, from the Louisiana Radio Network, and we'll have more chatting about food five five six nine six nine six. If you want to join us, we were talking about oysters. We'll be back.
4: Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. In a video posted to his Facebook account, Oil City Representative Danny McCormick compares mask mandates to how Jews in Nazi Germany were treated during the Holocaust. McCormick says a mandatory mask order is an assault on liberty.
5: city of Shreveport has announced an emergency order making masks mandatory. The Constitution is being shredded before our very eyes. <laughs>
4: Shreveport's mask mandate begins at 5 p.m. today and authorities say a man wanted for shooting at a state trooper during an attempted traffic stop was killed earlier this morning during a gun battle with law enforcement at a motel in Monroe. Master Trooper Michael Reichhardt says they've been looking for 31-year-old Errol Johnson since the first shooting incident on Sunday.
5: We encountered Johnson and attempted to take him into custody. However, he did refuse to surrender, surrender and began shooting uh, at the troopers on scene. So during this encounter, gunfire way turned and Johnson was shot.
4: Louisiana Radio Network.com News, I'm Matt Doyle. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. The COVID-19
6: pandemic has changed many aspects of our normal lives, including how we do elections. On July 11th, Louisiana will hold its presidential preference primary. Early voting will run from June 20th through the 4th of July. To learn more about the changes we've made to ensure a safe voting experience, download the free GoVote app or visit GoVote.com for more information. That's G-E-A-U-X, vote.
0: Hello, Governor John Bel Edwards here. As you have heard, Louisiana will remain in phase two for the next few weeks. The number of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are increasing and we must do all that we can to reverse that trend. Wear your mask, social distance and frequently wash your hands. These mitigation measures work. Let's be neighborly and work together to slow the coronavirus spread. Thank you and God bless.
2: The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821 3271. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never
3: so, Right to Ron. Hey, Ron. Hi, Ron. Good afternoon. Welcome. How are you all doing? We're good. What are we doing? He said, How are you doing?
5: Uh, How are you doing?
3: Uh, we're uh, fine, hey, Ron. I don't my, know why that's confusing. My, but
2: the, <laughs> the, uh, my shoulder gets on my shoulder and it just. Uh, and How it, are you, Ron? And nobody can sit in order. I'm doing well.
5: Uh, I found out I'm having a crawfish boil this Saturday, and I'm having about 25 people, and I just ah. found out that my crawfish boil that's, is actually going to become talking. a shrimp boil because crawfish season appears to be over, and even my secret sources are telling me that uh, it's just too hard to get. So I'm planning a shrimp boil and a crab boil this Saturday instead. There you go. going to
2: have fun? That sounds like real stuff. Yeah, what? we're still going to have fun. How's everyone? I bet Lee you will. Today? Mary Lee is not. She's got her own bunch of uh, special. She's details. got so
3: much going on. She's only going to be here on Monday for sure, and uh, probably not, um, probably not a lot of those. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll grab every now her? and then,
5: and we'll we'll see her soon. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes. so it's it's still going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do some crawfish. I mean, I'm sorry. We're going to do some crabs. We're going to do um, some shrimp. And there's a couple of other things that I like to do that are a lot of fun. One of them is I get a crawfish pot full of, like, the crawfish boil, as if you were going to boil crawfish. But instead of that, and it's going to sound funny, but it works, you, you dip a whole sack of raw oysters right in the crawfish boil, and you let it sit in there for about a minute. And then you pull the whole sack out, you put it on the table, you cut through the netting, and everyone starts to eat.
3: That sounds good. I'd do that. It
5: is what what happens is is the the, the shrimp and the you know the, the the seasoned water it actually makes the oysters open up a whole lot easier. Hmm. And then um, okay, you get I didn't these know that. little bags. Yeah, little bags of things like scallops, mussels, anything like that, anything with a shell. And
2: you never uh, uh, think you- you never know what you're going to find out there, especially in the shellfish. You, uh, like for the uh, uh, mussels, you took, take one look at them and the prices for them, and you wonder, gee, I wonder if this is uh, even available uh, to, the, uh, to, to the everybody people. And in fact, it's a really good one. It's inexpensive. It's really uh, a tasty kind of a dish that is underrated. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've never figured out why we don't do that more often.
5: I love mussels. And then one of the things that I do is when I get yeah. that water nice and hot is I pull that pot off of the crawfish boiler. And what I put yeah, it on there is I, I put a large wok on there. And then I'll grab a small handful of something like mussels. I'll put them in the wok. I'll get them hot. And I dump in about a third, maybe a half of a bottle of white wine and some seasonings, and then you just kind of flip them around for a few minutes, and they steam in the uh, white wine, and they make a great little sauce. That does
3: sound yeah. good. Oh, yeah, you know, that's, that,
2: that's what we're here for. What?
5: My, my friends are upset because we don't have crawfish, but I tell them, it's like if you stay positive, you're going to have a good time. So I'm showing them <laughs> all of these other things to do because we're at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, really, what,
3: what could see. possibly be wrong with crab and, and shrimp?
5: They were looking at it, crawfish. Is crawfish? I, I love all of the above. I love all of the, mm-hmm. the the you know the uh, shellfish like like Tom said, and those mussels. That's a great idea. All of this stuff is available at a restaurant depot and at places like Costco to the general public. So we're going to have uh-huh. fun.
3: Yeah, well, you always do. Sounds like you always do. What are you having with any of this?
5: Um, you know, it's. I'm going to do the uh, sides that you would normally do for a crawfish boil. So I'm going to do the, uh, the potatoes, and uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. do some onions, and then some mushrooms, and then some sausage, and then some artichoke. Artichoke? All, oh. hmm. all of that goes into the water with lemon, a little bit of vinegar, and uh, your seasonings, and all of that's fantastic. I love artichoke that's been in the boil.
3: I would love to try that. I'll bet you that's good. Sure. It's like a jack And I'll bet you it imparts boil. an interesting flavor to the boil, too. Oh,
2: and it's no on doubt. a local product.
5: I like to do my seasonings from scratch, because I'll do like a Jamaican boil. That'll be like the last batch. When everybody's had all the regular Cajun, Cajun stuff that they like, I said, okay, now I'm going to spice up the water. And what I put in there is I put in a couple of cans of coconut cream. I put some peanut butter. I put some ginger, some uh, garlic, uh, a couple of different uh, herbs. And uh, I do kind of a Jamaican. It, it's, it's sort of like a uh, curry, really. Sounds it sounds more like Thai. Yep. But it's, you know, it's, it's delicious. I'll put pineapple in there. Pineapple slices are great in the boil. All kind of stuff.
3: Hmm. But
5: not everybody And, and it comes out so and
3: it's, it tastes more sweet or it tastes more... It I mean, it probably like it has tastes, no resemblance to a local boil at that point, huh? It's just like a...
5: Correct. It tastes like an island dish. You're going to get a little huh. bit of the coconut cream. You're going to get a little bit of the peanut butter. The appearance is going to be completely different. I'll do that with some of the uh, mussels and some of the shellfish that Tom mentioned. I'll do that this weekend in the walk.
3: That sounds great. I
5: mean, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, we're going we're to have a good time. Uh, now, we just had our new um, uh, regulations that just came out from the mayor. So we're going to have to cut this thing off at 25 people. The, the new regulations just came out uh, and a little while ago, and it's not pretty for the restaurant industry. Yep. They're backing down on some things. Uh-huh. But we're, we're within the guidelines. I've already been at the fire department, just got back. And I've told them what we're doing. I know what our occupancy is. So even though we're going to have 25 people, we're going to be fine. Yeah. So looking mm-hmm. forward to it, but having to double check and just make sure that we're within all of the regulations because it changes a little bit.
3: Yeah. When did, when did those come out?
5: Uh, today. I just saw the notice uh, a little while ago. A friend of mine mm-hmm. sent it to me. So I rushed over to the closest fire department to the restaurant vaccine actually rented out for this party. And uh, spoke with the fire department. And they said they cover this restaurant. I told them what we're going to be doing. I registered as the contact person for the event, and uh, we're all set. We're also all legal, and that makes me very happy.
3: Yeah.
5: We'll all be right. doing social.
3: Well, have things. fun. I'm sure you will.
5: I'm going to bring a bunch of pictures. Actually, I'm going I'm to send some pictures. I'll have pictures and video.
3: Good. Yeah. Anyway, send great me show. Pictures all the time.
2: You bet. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you always have—you're uh, always a pleasure on the program, and uh, thanks a lot for that and everything else. Talk to you next time. I'm
5: honored to be your guest. Thank you, Tom. You'll have a great afternoon.
3: You See too. Bye bye. All right. Do we have anybody else? Probably not, huh? No. No. All right. No. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. So we didn't finish talking about our visit to Gallagher's.
2: We have uh, Gallagher's
3: Grill. We sure. Kinda, we kind of stopped after. Um,
2: the first time. After Pablo. Yeah.
3: The Oyster's Pablo. But then... Um, I forgot. That he, was really all you had. He huh? told
2: me once who Pablo was. I, uh-huh. I remember when he first opened with Oysters. They weren't doing it for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, he figured out another that, that was... That that first thing crosses your mind. And then behind that, uh, he had all kinds of other things uh, coming in and uh, really... Really terrific, but uh, next thing you know, he had three restaurants around town, and um, that's Pat Gallagher, in case you're wondering, over there in Camp Covington. And uh,
3: we got we got off on the on the new one at Camp Rest a while, and we got off talking about the Scouts. But yeah. we had, um, you had the oysters Pablo, which is spinach and I think like a pepper jack cheese uh, baked with oysters, and yeah. then um, what? No, that's on it.
2: Uh, No, that that kind of thing, and it also was sort of citrus. He was slipping in uh, a little more, not ham, a little more uh, uh, the kind of thing that that people like with lemons and uh, and cypress. I don't know why I didn't just stop there. But Uh uh, anyhow, that's uh, always been a, a great dish since he put that on the menu, and I was very happy to see that when they made the move to that, Third restaurant that it was indeed in there, and, and that we had it for a nice platter of food there uh, this past uh, Thursday. No, is it was a Tuesday? Second? No. What, just
3: yesterday? It was yes, yesterday. just yesterday. Just mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. okay. Oil is uh, baked oysters hmm. with spinach, chipotle peppers, and shallots with tequila and Romano cheese sauce.
2: Yeah, you could get away with that. That
3: sounds exactly yeah, like yeah. what it is. Anyway, I had a hamburger. Sorry, I had a hamburger. You I can never. Always eat mine. I love the burger at Keith's, and so I never. I don't remember ever having a burger at Gallagher's, but I did, and I thought it was really delicious. It was ground tenderloin. It had uh, standard lettuce, tomato, onion. I got cheddar cheese. It was served with battered. Fries, which neither of the steakhouses over here have, what I would consider exemplary fries. They're both they're both serving a frozen fry. The they're just ordinary fries.
2: If we're talking about Pat, Pat Gallagher's place, though, yeah. uh, yeah. he had uh,
3: they weren't fresh uh, cut. They were. They
2: well, they, they seem to be to me, but I wouldn't get a an argument of, but there were some of the fries were literally this wide. I mean,
3: it just, they were long. Yes. Tremendous. But I think that's, I think that's part of those, um, those kinds of fries that look like they're fresh cut. I do not think, um, I'm just, well, they were real good really, for
2: whatever they were.
3: Yeah. It doesn't say, let's see, garlic. I'm looking through the, wait, he says homemade French fries. So I guess maybe they are. Could okay. Be. Anyway. So I stand corrected, but they, uh, Maybe the battering is what what threw me off because I don't I don't really like battered French fries anyway. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Tom. Yes. Words to eat by today from none other than William Shakespeare. Oh, let's hear them. Why then the world's mine oyster, which I with sword will open. So well, that's
2: deep and dark. <laughs> No, right. it's not. It's really,
3: it's. Uh, it would be interesting to see, I think, someone opening oysters with a sword. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would uh, I'm, I'm be with... something. I mean, it's be, it's hard enough to open them with an oyster knife, but a sword, That's uh, that's pretty interesting. And a sword would be really a thick blade. So I think that would be a tough, tough thing to do, opening an oyster with a sword. Mm. But it was Shakespeare, and so there you have it. We will be back after these messages right
2: here on WGSO. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola Kay features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, Freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk, using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone, at St. Joseph, nolak.com. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar is a great little place on Magazine Street, serving cuisine not much seen in New Orleans. Peruvian food and Pisco, the national drink of Peru, with six different kinds of ceviche made from only local seafood and Pisco. You'll also find more familiar things like beef tenderloin tips and duck confit. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar, 5015 Magazine Street, 267-7612. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx and Staten Island Island too. Uh, it's quite enough of that. Maybe a little too more than we need. This is the food show on the food show. Uh, here we are with me, Tom Fitzmorris. Marianne is here, and uh, we'd love to have you here to talk about what you've been eating around the New Orleans area or Cajun territory, or even uh, if you come up with something that you have uh, uh, found in a cookbook that uh, you thought was intriguing enough to go ahead and do that. Uh, in other words, if you've got something on your mind about food, and preferably, it's maybe no one else believes this, but uh, I, uh, we uh, mainly focus on uh, on the food and the people and uh, all of that. But uh, we 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 have a light uh, set of. Uh, Did you say to someone was it. on
3: the phone, Tom?
2: Uh, didn't, no, I didn't know. Oh,
3: okay. I thought you no. were. And you, I thought you were talking uh, to Henry while mm. I was gone.
2: Anyway, right. uh, Marianne is still here.
3: Hi. And s-
2: still here to uh, tell us, uh, what, what are you going to tell us, come to think of it? I, I, <laughs> I, I have been I'm just trying. going
3: from your almanac with all the interesting things in it. Oh, good. The old kitchen sage says, oysters Rockefeller and similar dishes baked on the shell must arrive so hot that a bit taken immediately. Did I read this already? No. Seriously, the inside of your mouth. Wait a minute before diving in. Did anyone really need to tell us that, Tom? Did tell, you, did you need to tell us that we should wait before we burn our mouth on oysters?
2: Oh, oh, oh. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> uh, pretty clear to see. But uh, Today
3: is Wolfgang Puck's birthday. I wanted to mention that. Yeah? Love Wolfgang Puck. That is a very nice person. Wolfgang Puck was born in Austria today in 1949. He's the creator of Spago, one of my favorites, in Los Angeles, which he opened after firing up the gourmet movement in LA during his years at Ma Maison. In his early years, he brought seemingly ordinary dishes, the haute cuisine, haute cuisine category. Pizza was a particular favorite. Puck has major restaurants all over the place. Post Rio in San Francisco is one of the favorites. Is that still around, I wonder? Uh, but he also has in, dozens of food outlets in airports and malls. He's written several cookbooks and been on television and in movies. Those who fear the successful denigrate him, but he's a nice guy who is still one of America's most influential chefs. He is very much that.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really true. And we have over in our family, every time we go there, we make a cause on uh, a stop over there with, uh, with the chef. And... Uh, Maybe you'll be lucky enough to uh, get. a hey, little Were better. you
3: there when he came out and talked to us, like Andrea does? Only um, it's Wolfgang Puck.
2: I might have, but I don't remember.
3: I think it was just Mary Lee, I don't know. I don't know. We were there. We whenever we go to Spago, we always sit outside, which is yeah. sort of inside outside. It's like a, it's it's California weather, but there's a, like a a roof over it. And um, he just sort of wanders around when he's there, and he could not be more hospitable. Very, very nice guy. He
2: really comes across nice.
3: And whenever he's in movies or television, he seems like a nice guy, and that's because he is a nice guy. Anyway, uh, let's see what else do we have here. Just a little bit left of both the show and your Almanac, which is kind of good. We're going to kind of wind up at at the same time. Today, Tom, is the feast day of Saints Killen and Coleman.
2: Chillen? No. Killen.
3: Killian and Coleman. Killian. Mm -hmm. Martyrs who lived in Germany in Mm -hmm. the 7th century. Yeah. They are both patron saints of those suffering from gout. I knew why. Now I know Mm. why they're in the... uh, I ought to be the on the almanac, list. an ailment that does mostly affect men who indulge in fine food and drink. And you like to put in here, and sex, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, St. Coleman has uh, nothing to do with the dry mustard that bears his name. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's actually named after him. Coleman's, no, obviously that's the name. Duh! I'm sorry. I apologize for saying something really stupid. But Coleman's mustard is the name. Oh, uh, well, is, that, ch- is is the Coleman mustard and Coleman um, camping products the same Coleman?
2: I don't know. I've never you know, like looked Maytag
3: cheese and Maytag the appliances. I'm just wondering if those are related in some way. I kind of feel like they might be. It seems logical. Anyway, so we have to decide what we are going to do for dinner tonight if we are going to go across the lake or stay on the North Shore, which is where we've been doing most of our eating because everybody's sort of staying close to home. Yeah. But people have been very good despite all of the lockdowns and all of the uh, takeout and all of the ways that our lives have become much more or much smaller in the last six months or four months or it seems like a year <laughs> since uh, March, I think, of this year, um, people are still managing to go out a lot to restaurants and to support restaurants. And it's just a wonderful thing and, that they're doing that.
2: And here's one that uh, you don't know about and, uh, and I'm proud of. Because you know I'm I'm a victim of crime. I mean not no not 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 crime. That's not
3: <laughs> well. Actually, you were Tom. You did get that pen stolen down in uh, Belize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: But, uh huh. But you know this this place called uh, Boulevard.
3: Yes. Uh-huh. What in the world? Oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, I'm curious this, now. Uh, this, uh, I you know I have commitments to a variety of people. Uh
3: huh. Yeah.
2: And one of them who is very very close to me and uh, uh, is has to well
3: i'm i'm waiting to see where uh, it's going uh, to folks go ahead uh
2: anyway we uh we uh what was i on the edge of my
3: seat you went to boulevard
2: boulevard we Uh went to we went to boulevard right and uh i was expecting okay if you wear the the the, the, mask the mask right uh and you need to put it on going in and once you're sitting down they don't don't they don't hold it against you Uh but uh, got in there which is good
3: cuz you have to eat so <laughs>
2: they, throughout the time we were there the food on this plate and i was not thinking hi, cuz this is kind of a chain uh, uh,
3: this yeah. is kind of it's a, chain, it's a chain a chainy. it's like a good american chain and
2: the mm-hmm. prices were you know uh, uh, and, and the people were coming the mm. the servers and and it's just one after another these guys were very very good at what they were doing i, I was kind of surprised at that and then Why? From a well, I in the middle of a, a huge shopping area near the Huey P. Long Bridge. That's mm-hmm. where it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, you know, what what could possibly be found in this for? Uh-huh. But we sat down, and it turns out that the place was terrific uh-huh. it, for a bunch of reasons. If, if you think I I uh, don't believe you, uh, go go check this. Yeah, place it was out. good.
3: It was good. Uh, very promising, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so that was on the list now. Okay. But um, what got me was the first thing, I, I started walking around asking some questions about this and that, and they knew me, and mm-hmm. I haven't been in there at all. And I was I was very surprised by that. Oh,
3: really? I wasn't.
2: Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was uh, – uh,
3: I, I'm still just getting over it. Wow, you're still just getting over it. Yeah, it was oh a, a,
2: whoever put this together. I don't know who it is.
3: Yeah, it's Creole Cuisine Group. Yeah. Oh, is it? Are they part of that? Yeah.
2: Oh, well, that explains everything. Okay. Yeah, because those guys are terrific.
3: We already talked about this last week. Let's talk about Mimi's Bar and Grill, Tom. Mimi's. Oh, Mimi's yeah. Mimi in an
2: It's been a long time since we've done
3: best uh, restaurant ever in Chalmette, according to Tom
2: a long time ago well, but I'm sure it still but I would stand behind ever. It to this and they extent. have
3: great oysters we were talking about oysters earlier yep. what's your favorite oyster dish there you know
2: it's been long enough that I couldn't just whip it out and tell you
3: we well, got uh, like six different kinds he gave us some bunch. really good recipes for grilled oysters when he was on ask the chef segment yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, but anyway it, theres there's plenty out there so if you are concerned whether you'll be able to restaurant food in uh, put the together in a way that would kind of make would make everything dull. Uh no don't worry about that. I think uh, we Are can, we still
3: talking about Mimi's?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we, I was talking about Mimi's. Mimi's yeah. Uh, but Mimi's
3: in Chamet.
2: I'm a big 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 fan of Mimi's since yeah. they opened. Mm-hmm. I remember the first day I went there and I I thought, "Wow, oh, I don't know what they are." thinking about here, but they're thinking real hard about it. Uh-huh. And, uh That it, means
3: good. It was good. Excellent. Uh-huh. And the yeah.
2: steaks were terrific.
3: They have steak night tomorrow night.
2: And uh, those the oysters we mentioned. The- about
3: six different kinds of oysters. They have a great burger. I'm the burger girl. They have just really good food. I mean, the chef was from, uh, we were just talking about Wolfgang Puck. He worked at Peninsula in Beverly Hills. That's where uh, Lincoln Owens, the chef, came from. The two owners are incredibly gregarious, very hospitable people. Never been in the restaurant business before. Hit a solid home run with Mimi's. Anyway, that is the uh, Mimi's restaurant down in Chalmette, 712 Judge Perez Drive. They are open for, uh, in about, they open at 5 o'clock. They're open, um, the phone number is 644-4992. They have specials night. Uh, Every night you can call for their family style special or you can just go in there. Uh, 11 to 3 on Sunday they are Mm. open, not for brunch, but for lunch.
2: Nice. It's about time uh, Shelmet gets uh, a little more Shelmet's getting
3: a lot of uh, good food. I think Mary Lee likes a place called The Kitchen Table out there. And she actually Mm -hmm. uh, ran into the owners of Meebies in the middle of the afternoon there once. And um, I think it's getting to be much more... I mean, it's it's coming back really, really now, and a lot more people are moving down there, and the restaurant scene is definitely burgeoning. There's a place called Stella Maris, that uh, the
2: spring in uh, no that's our
3: girl that's likes your, down there,
2: right up there. Sparrow. What's um, the other
3: part of it? Stella Maris. Stella over Stella here. Maris. Maris.
2: Maris is the reference to the sea.
3: Uh huh. And there it is. I don't know why to the ceiling in our living room but i'm sure there must be a reason anyway uh we have come to the end of the show pretty much i would say i've been looking through your almanac i think we've covered just about everything we didn't have a vintage tom today but uh every day is sort of vintage tom i'm trying to think of anything else that we have missed and not covered that could be in here and i'm coming oh 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 wait There is, there is, and I I, I wanted to really talk about this too. Um, Today in uh, 1881, the first ice cream sundae was created by Edward Berner, a pharmacist, always a pharmacist, in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. The way the story goes, flavored soda water or phosphates were perceived as unworthy of being served on Sunday, but a customer sat at the soda fountain and counter wanted something. Werner scooped some ice cream into a dish and anointed it with some of the chocolate syrup he used to flavor sodas. The customer loved it and asked, "What do we call this?" Werner said it was a Sunday. He later changed the spelling to Sunday out of respect for the Lord's Day. Is it just me, or does the story sound too perfectly plausible? No, that, it's true. To be true, that is, it does sound true. It Absolutely, absolutely sounds yeah. true. Yeah. Anyway, always in a drugstore. Everything's been created in a drugstore. Same thing. Ding, that. ding, ding. All right. Time to cross promote on all of our platforms. I'll start with a different way this way. Uh, If you would like to follow us on Instagram, we would love that. It's called at the New Orleans menu, at the New Orleans menu. If you missed any of the show or you would like to share it with your friends, please, we would love for you to share the show. It's a fun show, we think. It's silly, but it's a good respite from what's out there. And you can share it with your friends by sending them to nomenu.com. That's n-o-m-e-n-u.com. That That is also where you'll find a lot of information about what's happening around town eating-wise. And you can sign up for our newsletter. It will come right to your inbox. I do a podcast of my own for kids and grandkids who are bored in lockdown called Emmy the Story Lady on all those platforms like Spotify. E-M-M-I-E, the Story Lady. Uh, oh, wait, I didn't get to Tim to today.
7: The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana.
2: Agrees with the president. It's absolutely essential that we get our kids back into classroom uh, for in-person learning. We can't let our kids fall behind academically.
6: Senators Marsha Blackburn and Kelly Loeffler have introduced a new bill to stop foreigners from traveling to the United States with the intention of obtaining U.S. citizenship for their children, an act commonly known as birth tourism. A study from the Centers for Immigration Studies found that an estimated 20 to 26,000 birth tourists come to the United States every year. And President Trump welcoming the President of Mexico to the White House. This is USA Radio News.
2: Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time.
8: Balance of nature, no question, your product's a great product. I mean, it's, it's very, very good. I own a couple of businesses, so I'm on the go a lot. There's no doubt that the energy level increased. And again, your product is very, very good. I couldn't live without it, thank right, you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. And when you talk to Dr. Howard, you're doing my best and tell me he's got a great, great
2: product.
1: Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
6: Like many clothing companies around the United States, Levi's is planning layoffs. USA Radio Network's John Hunt has more.
2: In another major cut due to the coronavirus, Levi's has said that it will cut 7,000 jobs or about 15% of its worldwide corporate workforce as it deals with a sharp drop in sales. The San Francisco-based jean maker said the layoffs will save about $100 million per year and won't affect workers at its stores or factories. Levi's had to temporarily close their stores due to the virus. Many of the department stores that sell its jeans were also closed. Levi Strauss & Company said the second quarter revenue sank by 62 percent.
6: Harvard and MIT are suing the Trump administration over its new policy barring international students from coming to or remaining in the United States if their classes are taught entirely online. The suit filed in a U.S. district court in Boston says the new policy is arbitrary and capricious. This is USA Radio News.
7: Working from home? The gift of good taste and doing good are as close as your phone and Ralph's on the Park restaurant. Gift cards are the perfect gift. Always the right size and always appreciated. Ralph's on the Park gift cards benefit displaced employees as they struggle during this most difficult time. Fine dining and good intentions have never gone together so well. Physical gift cards and e-cards are both available at 504-539-5506 on neworleans-food.website and the cards are accepted all six Ralph Brennan restaurants.
1: Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO, 990 a.m. in New Orleans. Well will have a few
0: clouds for the overnight early in the morning. It's a muggy, warm start, only 70s to near 80 degrees. Throughout the day, skies partly cloudy, mostly. It's a mostly dry afternoon tomorrow. Otherwise, a slim chance of a pop-up afternoon storm with the heat, and we've got plenty of that coming back. Not only tomorrow, but through the weekend. Highs tomorrow make it about 90, possibly low 90s. Feel like temperatures well into the lower 100s. Saturday, Sunday over the weekend, widely scattered showers or thunderstorm.
1: Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars can help cover a hotel or gas costs if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings running on
0: Welcome to the New Orleans Dine Wine and Spirit Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696.
7: Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. Yeah, just so. Thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate that very much, and uh, welcome aboard on a... Pretty darn hot hump day uh, today and uh, 94 degrees out there, uh, but the field type temperature is well over 100. We've got uh, 51% humidity, a little breeze, 10 miles per hour, which is fine. But uh, this is going to be the kind of day we're going to have likely for the next week. There doesn't seem to be anything that's going to change the temperatures or the uh, partly cloud cover, all of that. So it's going to be, you know, air conditioning weather. Not that we have been forced to stay indoors for any good reason at all. Uh, not since March anyway. Why would we ever be indoors since March? Huh? Oh, my goodness. It's just uh... now. Uh, uh, we got a little bad news today, and it was a buildup of news, and we're going to have to uh, to deal with this thing. I don't think any of uh, my listeners, our listeners, you, uh, are going to be uh, a part of the problem, but you're going to be a part of the solution. <laughs> you're not going to have much of a choice. Uh, Mayor LaToya Contrell today uh, came out and indicated that there will be a uh massaging of the phase two restrictions under which we've been living for um uh what three weeks now i think something like that but um you're no longer going to be able to go in and sit at a bar uh not at all uh that's out the door uh those seats are being taken away uh they're going to limit indoor gatherings to 25 people it was a hundred um, uh, and it appears that a number of you younger folks have not taken any of this very seriously. That's, uh, a shame. That's a shame. You really, uh, really, now if, if you have, a, if you're curious about that, that's, uh, I'm broadcasting from home today at the lakefront. And, uh, we've got, uh, uh, UPS just, uh, delivered a package and, uh, my dog Sparky is, uh, letting me know that there's somebody out there and uh they need to go away uh so (laughs) i love dogs i really do but at any rate uh we are uh we are under new restrictions they go into effect on saturday uh so um and if we still have a couple of days on this but look we're not going to solve this problem by not paying attention to these restrictions Um, two things are gonna happen. The first thing that's gonna happen is is that we're gonna get more restrictions. That's not at all what we want. And the second thing that's gonna happen is we're gonna have um, a higher infection rate. Now, our infection rate here in New Orleans as compared to the rest of the state uh, has been pretty outstanding. We've been doing a pretty good job of uh, obeying all the rules, but it's been going up every day for the past week or so. So that's the purpose of all these new restrictions uh, that the mayor has put into place because she's trying to get a grip on this before it gets out of hand. There are places around the country, uh, Florida being one of them, um, Arizona being another one, California being another one, where the discussion in those places is is that the coronavirus has got too much of a head start and it is now out of control Uh, that is not at all what you want to hear about a disease that can kill you or really hurt you uh now where i think it's all sort of getting all balled up here in terms of trying to get a handle on it beside the fact that we have no medicine that works on this thing just yet. We keep reading stories every day about they're coming, but uh, they're, they ain't here. Uh, but um, the, um, the, um, the bottom line is, is that the disease seems to be moving toward a younger audience. Uh, Prior to uh, about a month ago, uh, the prime group was uh, over 65 for the infection, and it really slammed into that group, into those people. Uh, Two reasons. Number one is that those people probably have other uh, situations, other medical situations that makes them a little weaker than the rest of the uh, population. And uh, number two, The the, the virus seems to have, if it gets caught within a retirement home, it just spreads like a fire. It's uh, so...